0: But it's funny because you just watched that mother god thing and I just read a book for a book club about a satanic cult.
1: Ooh, what Uh, is that
0: called? It's fiction. And honestly, it wasn't as it's called Black Sheep. Ooh. It's not as good as I thought it would be because essentially the satanic cult is written to be like christianity but for satan it's like everything they do is just like what you do in christian religion so i was just like wait why would it just be that but opposite? maybe
1: it's a metaphor though maybe it's telling maybe it's trying it was to like say too, like you, too obvious you
0: think satanism is is actually christianity
1: rach i gotta pee whatever it takes that rage will get you through
0: So welcome to another episode of the Degrassi Every Episode Ever Marathon Podcast. I'm Rachel.
1: And uh, since I'm so stupid, you can finish the mini house yourself.
0: I'm your old pal Pat. That's an image when, in line. When they first talked about that in that class, did they call it a dollhouse? Because I swore they called it a dollhouse that they have to build. I
1: don't know. <laughs> I'm pretty sure at the end, I wasn't sure. I
0: started to write that house. down.
1: They did, right? Because I started to write that quote down, and then I was like, did they say mini house or small house, tiny house? I wasn't sure. I wrote mini. I think it was mini.
0: It was mini, yeah. I definitely heard mini a couple times in the second episode, but in the first episode when they brought it up, I thought they needed to build a dollhouse.
1: Well, it kind of is a dollhouse, right? Yeah. In a in yeah. a sense. It's like a dollhouse. It's a, it's a ni- image it is very talented. And
0: then it was a life skills class and I'm like, "Wait, wait is a life skill building dollhouses?" Like I didn't that that's something well, I needed to know to get by in life.
1: Well, I guess it's like a small scale house where which you could take that information and mm-hmm. build a a big house with it if you needed yeah, to. Yeah,
0: that's would be an architecture class though.
1: Right. Yeah, no, you're right. But this is a bird course, Rach. I don't know if you heard. It was a <laughs> Yeah, bird I heard, course. but apparently not.
0: I would have made mine out
1: of pu- popsicle sticks and construction paper and said, mm-hmm, this is my mm-hmm. mini house, yeah. you fucks. What do you want from me? What do oh I look like? Oh, Fucking Dick Van Dyke from the Dick Van Dyke show? No, he's not an air architect at all. He's a comedy writer. What am I thinking of? Who's an architect on TV?
0: I thought Dick Van Dyke was.
1: Not on the Dick Van Dyke show. He's a comedy writer. Ra- he's a thick, uh, comedy yeah. writer. He, he writes for the show Carl Reiner hosts. What a great yeah. show. The Dick Van Dyke show
0: was one of the great shows. It was. But why did I think he was an architect on that show? <laughs> Maybe another show. An architect, <laughs> he was an architect of comedy.
1: He was an architect of great comedy. That's true. He was an architect mm-hmm. of jokes. Him and Rose mm-hmm. Marie and Maury Amsterdam. That was the yeah. writer's room. It was just the three of them. Maury, Amsterdam. How you doing, Rachy? Los Angeles.
0: I'm doing pretty well. I got a fun story for you. Oh, 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 oh,
1: Los Angeles. Yeah, and we've been talking for so long, and you've not—I don't think you've told me
0: this story. No, I have not told you you the story yet. I held on to it because this applies to the podcast. Um, So. On t- it is a good one. On Tuesday night, I went to an alumni event for my college. Um, I went to American University. Um, I graduated from the School of Communication, and two of my professors were out here for a talk on Wednesday that I should have gone to, but I didn't feel like going to, so I did not go to but they had like a drinks event, um, for people who went to, who did my program.
1: Rachel hears drinks and she's like, I'm I'm showing up. I'm not going to talk.
0: the, The talk was at the, um, academy museum and Your- was probably like a bigger <laughs> deal because a lot of people i went to school with work in film and tv now and so like it probably would have been like a good networking event for that kind no. of stuff but like-, like
1: you're 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 the quintessential person who like it doesn't show up for the ceremony but it's yeah. showing up for the reception of the wedding
0: what, what happened is that i'm not actually signed up to receive info about this i mm-hmm. saw the thing about the drinks event on my professor's Facebook page. And I was like, I will totally come to that and had no idea about the talk until Tuesday night. And I didn't, I was like, it's tomorrow. And then I just didn't really want to go. So I did it. That.
1: You were like, yeah. I'm skipping the ceremony. I'm showing up for the Went to drinks. the drinks event.
0: So I go to, This event. And I haven't seen my, this is my favorite professor in college. Um, she's the one I've talked about before she and her best friend in college, who was another one of my professors, um, at the time, both loved the original Degrassi. And so I have this memory, this fond memory of like bonding over this love of Degrassi. So I meet someone who did this is like also only my major only my school at the whole university so it's like a a pretty small group um I meet someone at this um event who did a master's degree there in the 2010s and I just happened to mention that like I have a Degrassi podcast because she's a tv writer or she she's a producer but she and director of like small stuff but she really wants to write teen drama and kids TV. And I was like, "Oh, I have a Degrassi podcast." Turns out that like she loves Degrassi. So we're talking about this and then I run into someone that I did go to college with. And we're talking about Degrassi and she's like, "Oh, do you remember the Degrassi party at Lena's?" Lena's my professor and I'm like, "Wait, what?" And she was like, "Yeah, remember that party like and I was like, "Yeah, it was there was a great party senior year and I remember talking about Degrassi. It was a Degrassi themed party and I had forgotten that it was a Degrassi themed party. <laughs>
1: Did you know you knew it going in? So you dressed yeah, as yeah, a Degrassi yeah. character? Did you? We dress must like have. Frank? I don't
0: remember doing it.
1: <laughs> so, unbelievable that your professor loves Degrassi so much. She should be listening to this podcast
0: that we have. I know. Well, I told her about it and she was like, oh my God. I told her about it on Facebook, but I didn't She tell was her like, about oh my God. I'm, I'm, that
1: sounds great. I'm never listening to it.
0: Well, Things she's also like a big punk rock person and very into music. And she's like, I want to hear all about seeing blur in London last year. <laughs> so she cared more about that than Degrassi, but she told me that well, she, she has all this of podcast. her original the best of
1: all those worlds.
0: She has all of her original Degrassi VHS tapes still mm. for Degrassi junior high and Degrassi high.
1: Well, that's something to hold on to. How old is this woman in her sixties
0: in her early fifties? Oh, God bless.
1: Good for her. We love yeah. her. We love yeah. her. Hopefully she's listening to yeah. this very episode. We talk about punk rock. We talk about music all the time. This is the melding. I know of all this of is the worlds.
0: perfect. It's the perfect place. Come listen to us. Talk about Degrassi and music. And speaking of music, the other big news this week is that Coachella lineup got announced and it was apparently made for me. And I, I, Really don't want to go to Coachella, no, but I really not, want to I see mean, Blur and No Doubt. You want to
1: see Blur, No Doubt, and of course you want to see Sublime fronted by uh, Bradley Noelson Jacob. I, know I just like looked at that
0: list and I'm like, I don't care about anyone else any, playing this, that, no,
1: I, I, dude. That list, it's like Tyler the Creator, fine, yeah. Ice Spice, I'd be into that. Literally, like nobody else. I was like, yeah. who the f-? and I'm, I like to consider myself, yeah. But I guess I'm not cuz I did not know a lot of those names on that No. List. Lana no, Del Rey
0: was on there and I but, love Lana yeah. Del Rey. I and do And most love of those Lana names I like I've never heard of most of these people playing.
1: Me and my girl, we got a relationship. Do you think Also
0: like in in what world like I don't know. I I'm not against going to festivals. I just feel like I'm too old to go to Coachella. I don't think you are. I really
1: don't. I think you're I mean that f- who else is going? I mean, look, that that lineup is yeah. made for our age.
0: Yeah. And Blur immediately put something out that said it was going to be their only U.S. tour date because a month ago they said that they were going on hiatus again. <laughs> I'm like, so you're not going on hiatus enough to not play Coachella, though.
1: The wild that they're not even that Tyler,
0: the creator, is the headliner. He's the big <laughs> one. And Blur is It's because it's the U.S. Yeah, it's and fine. not the U.K. Yeah. So. All right, so to be fair,
1: I'm looking at it closer now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, dude, do you think that Lana Del Rey, because Lana Del Rey does a cover of "Do in Time by Sublime. Do you think she'll oh. sing with Jacob Knoll? Although they're on different nights. Lana Del Rey ain't hanging around Saturday to fucking mm-hmm. sing with Jacob Knoll. Um, <laughs> so Lana Del Rey is the headliner for Friday. That's great. I love Lana Del Rey. Then the mm-hmm. next name, I don't know. I don't mm-hmm. know who that is. Then we got Little Uzi Vert. Fine. Justice. Do the D A N C E. One, two, three, four, five. That's the only song I know from Justice. Uh, mm-hmm. The Deaf Tones are in there. I like the Deaf Tones. Pretty dope. And then, I mean, Faye Webster, yes. And then I don't know any of the Beths but they're so small on this. They're not, they're going to play like eight songs. Then mm-hmm. on Saturday, we got Teller the Creator, Blur, Ice Spice. Those are three people I know. Then yeah. we have after Ice Spice, Gesaffelstein. I don't know who that is. Mm-hmm. Then, if, then we have Sublime. Mm-hmm. Then we Jungle, have. Jungle, Dom Dolla, Bleachers. I know Bleachers, Bleachers obviously. Yeah. Grimes. Grimes. John, John Batiste. Batiste. <laughs> I know him. He
0: always wins Grammys, that guy.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, is you he know the guy uh, who is Stephen Colbert's like music guy, Yep, right?
0: yep. And That's you know it. what? Uncle Dan wrote a song with him, so Uncle Dan could win an Oscar this year. He co-wrote that song that he's nominated for. So I
1: hope they win. Is, is Uncle Dan getting in, getting in the in egot territory? He
0: he's getting an egot territory. I think he only has Grammys though, so it's going to take a while. The Aquabats are playing. <laughs> I saw Saturday. that too. I hadn't I hadn't really zoomed in on this before. Deanna's. Renee Rapp from Mean Girls is playing on Sunday. <laughs> is she? Yeah, next to BB Rexa.
1: Oh, yeah. Taking B. B. Back Rexha. Sunday is on there.
0: <laughs> oh,
1: yeah. There they are. Little Yachty. I mean, so this lineup, I've is literally Doge never account. heard of. What night? DJ is Seinfeld. Seinfeld. Yeah, I saw that. What night is no doubt playing. They're not telling No us. one
0: knows. No. It's so it's like Sunday. impossible to figure out what to. What tickets to buy then? It's got to be Sunday
1: because Lana, Tyler and Doja Cat's a, I mean, those are big headliners. Mm-hmm. Doja Cat feels like. Uh, the least popular of those three, but I don't know, man.
0: She's very popular. Yeah. Anyway, it's disappointing to me how small Blur is. <laughs> well, they are second. I know, but Tyler so. the Creator
1: does deserve the front. I mean, if we're talking about, he does deserve the top billing. They uh, were relevant yeah. in 2024. Is Tyler the Creator more so than Blur? The yeah. the dis- decapitation of Darren wasn't exactly a uh, <laughs> barn That's burner. Not for, what it was called for but sure. For America, <laughs> what was it called? The Emancipation the of Darren.
0: Darren. The, the Ballad of Darren. Oh, the
1: Emancipation of Mimi. Remember that. Yes, Ryan Carey. Well, Rach, sh- we're not here to talk about Coachella. Yeah. We're here to talk about Degrassi. More specifically, Degrassi episodes. Mm-hmm. 1136 and 1137th the 36th and the 37th episode of the 11th season. They are the 266th and 267th proper episode of the show. But because of all these two-parters we've been dealing with, it's episode 188. Uh, The name of this episode is, I'm not ready to make nice. I'm not ready to back down. I'm still mad as hell and I don't have time to go around and round and round. And of course, that is a song by the Chicks. Ne, The Dixie Chicks. Classic. Rach,
0: what do you got for me?
1: Goodbye Earl. What's your favorite Dixie Chicks song?
0: I don't know a lot of their songs. The only song that I realized I did know is Wide Open Spaces. Wide open. That's
1: the only song you know? You don't know, cowboy, take me away. I went and listened listened to a bunch today into the wild blue
0: yeah so this is gonna have to be you're gonna have to teach me about the chicks other than i know about the politics but you know no, i'm not gonna mansplain the chicks to your age they're great
1: <laughs> love them i listened to so much dixie chicks today and it was so it was nourishment for my soul mm-hmm. <clears throat> um i love that not ready to make nice man i love that song i love that song How in the world did the words that I said, send somebody so over the edge that they'd write me a letter saying that I should have shut up and sing or my life will be over. Those strings kick in. I love the chicks. I call them the Dixie Chicks. I know I'm not supposed to, but I love this band. The 2000s. I didn't know
0: you loved them so much.
1: 1998, Lucinda Williams puts out an album called Car Wheels on a Gravel Road. And I'm a punk rock guy, but I still look at reviews. And I didn't know who Lucinda Williams was in 1998, but Rolling Stone, which is a magazine I still read in those days, their feature review when that album came out was Car Wheels on a Gravel Road by Lucinda Williams. They gave it five stars. And I said, oh, and I bought it. It's my favorite album of all time to this day. And I didn't know about country music. I didn't care about it. And then I was like, I love this so much. So I got super into fucking country music for like a good 10 year span, but mm-hmm. not like pop country music. I got like really into like Waylon Jennings, mm-hmm. Emmylou Harris. Mm-hmm. But then a lot of what was happening in popular Pop music, not pop music, but like popular indie music was Mm -hmm. Wilco, Ryan Adams, Oh, Brother, Where Art Thou soundtrack. You know, shit like that. So I was like very, this was fertile ground for me. So I really loved the album Home by the Dixie Chicks, which was like, I think, 2002. They had done a lot of like poppy stuff, like, Mm -hmm. Cowboy, take me away. Mm -hmm. Fly this girl as high as you can into the wild blue. Beautiful song. Beautiful Mm -hmm. song. But I got super into them, and then you want to talk about cancel culture as a thing. Mm-hmm. Dixie Chicks is the only fucking people who have ever like actually dealt with fucking cancel culture yeah. for real. That yeah. was a that was and 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 all the credit in the world for them not backing not backing down, not ready to make nice, leaning into it. Mm-hmm. Tell, I mean, their fan base was obviously like red state country music fans they were pop country for very for most of their early career so they were on that country radio Mm -hmm. they were like and they really just went fuck it no not my thing and i love them for that i love natalie Maines. she don't give a shit not ready to make nice is my favorite dixie chick song truth number two is pretty close that's a great song. Um, Good, Goodbye Earl is a fun, silly song. Um, what's the first song from home? What's the n- opener? I got to look that up. That's a great song. Anyway, we're not <laughs> supposed to call them the Dixie Chicks anymore.
0: No, just the chicks.
1: The chicks. Even when you look them up, you got to look them up as the chicks. Yeah. Um. It's been a long time gone Ain't not the road since I don't know when Long time gone And I ain't coming back again Dixie Chicks are great The Chicks are great Love them Not Ready to Make Nice was the song they wrote about the whole
0: ordeal Oh, that makes sense I'm not
1: ready to back down I'm still mad as hell And I don't have time to go
0: round and round and round Ah! Yeah. I, um, you, how you were talking about getting into country and stuff like I hated country as a kid. Um, but also partly because my dad hates country music. So like he was more apt to make fun of it. Um, and we did not listen to it growing up. Um, and then as I got older, I was like, Oh, there's good country and there's bad country yeah. and like there's, you know, there's stuff in there that I can get into and there's stuff in there that I will never even like respect. <laughs>
1: like, I think just, like the good stuff has like its roots in like rock and roll. Like a lot yeah, of rock and comes roll come from, from the it.
0: same kind of thing, which yeah. is um, pretty cool. So yeah. Um, yeah. This- they're just not a group that I ever really listened to, but I did kind of follow along with all the politics. That was also like when like Jack White was doing the Loretta Lynn
1: album, Family mm-hmm, Rose, which mm-hmm. is so good. Like that was all within that same
0: period. Yeah.
1: Obviously Ryan Adams, we have learned, was this huge piece of shit, but I was mm-hmm. I, I lived and died by that by him for a long time. So it was all in my wheelhouse. And I was yeah. I loved I loved this. Yeah. Not ready to make nice though. You should listen to it. What a song. What a
0: song! Yeah, I listened to a bunch of songs today, and I they did a. I listened to their beautiful cover of "Landslide." Landslide, that's a great Fleetwood Ch- Mac. It was a, oh, it's a great cover of it. Her voice is really one of the, just a beautiful voice.
1: Yeah, but not ready to make nice was the what? So like after all it 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 all happened. They got like ostracized. They got shut out of country radio. I think like the Grand Ole Opry like stopped. That could be wrong. Okay. I might be making that up. But like a lot everything just like their whole entire. Constituency, for lack of a better word, turned against mm-hmm. them, and they mm-hmm. were like, "I'm not going to apologize for it. I'm not ready to make nice, motherfucker." Yeah, you know, God bless. It's too late to make it right. Probably wouldn't if I could. Still mad as hell. Oh, so good. I love it. Natalie means. the chicks, <laughs> the chicks.
0: You know who's not ready to Speaking make of nice, chicks. Yeah, let Claire. me read my blurb. Yeah, hit me with your best blurb, Rach. This is a pretty straightforward one today. So, in Not Ready to Make Nice, Claire runs away and ends up living with weed growers. Fiona suppresses feelings for Imogen by setting her up with Eli, and Connor and Moe become friends. Yeah, I think these are great episodes. I don't know. Yeah, it was, like, it's funny how one week it's, like, terrible and the next week it's great. Yeah. All of this was, like, singing my song. I loved. It was, yeah, I, it was except for that. I found Claire incredibly annoying until the end. I think
1: that obviously Claire is getting to that point, but I also think that Claire is justified. That yeah, don't ha, Jenna, what are you doing? Going yeah. to their home? Yeah, like you know what you're doing. You know what you've done, and even if you're innocent. And she is va- pretty much innocent.
0: Yeah, she, she like cl- she did not steal Jake from Claire no. they were broken up. And then Claire and Jenna just started talking at school and they're not even dating. They're just hanging out like it's very innocent. I agree. But I also think
1: know your moment. And also this dad, Jake's dad, being like, maybe you can invite your new lady friend over. This yeah. guy sucks. What's his name? Grant. What's his name? Is that not his name?
0: Grant. I don't remember what it is, but it's on the side of his van. Oh, Um, I thought
1: I thought they said it. I think that that
0: he's she's. I I think I think it might be Grant. You think it's Grant? I I don't think it's Grant. Just
1: throw a name out there. Yeah, that was like Jake Martin,
0: and it's Martin. Dean Martin. Whatever. Dean. (laughs) Chris Martin. Chris Martin. It was all yellow. (laughs) Um. So I
1: agree that the cracks in the Claire veneer are definitely is showing. Yeah. yeah. But I also did think I was like, I, ca- I'm not unsympathetic to she stole your first real boyfriend. Yeah. And now she's like definitely horning in on your last real boyfriend, two out of three boyfriends. I kind of get it. Like, don't yeah, come yeah. to at least at the very least do what you got to do. Don't sit at my dinner table and don't pretend like you. And she's right about the mom being like, if I had a
0: baby, you'd throw me out,
1: which Mm -hmm. I don't know that she would throw her out, but
0: I don't think she would throw her out, but like, you know, it, this is Claire is annoying. I think in these, like it's, I don't disagree. I don't, I don't think that she's completely unjustified, but it's still like, come on, Claire. Like she's so shitty to Allie. That's Um, annoying.
1: That's the biggest thing.
0: Oh, that really bothered me. I was just like the fact that she just came in and was like, Oh, you can't help yourself. Like, and it's like, good morning, Allie.
1: Yeah. Fuck
0: you. She was was like, like, I'm sorry. I didn't realize what a bitch. Um, and then just the way that she acted at the dinner table, like, you know, what, like, Claire is very judgmental in this episode. And that's what really bothers me is that I'm like, yeah. she's placing her judgment on everyone else yeah, and she doesn't need to do that. But that's also what Emma used to do. So,
1: yeah, she's definitely like she's going through some shit. I have to say that, like, I. <laughs> <laughs> the way the whole thing ends was mm-hmm. super duper anticlimactic to me because I swear yeah. to God, like right from Jump Street when she meets Summer at the bookstore, oh, right. I thought from it was Jump, gonna be a cult situation, and I, I was, was so ready oh, for it. I was so. I was so ready for it. I was like, oh, mother God, give it to me. I wanted it so bad. And then they were just weed growers. Like, who cares? Obviously, we're coming to this from a 2024 perspective where, like, weed is just like, I get it in the mail. Literally, like, they send it to me in the mail. So. It's very different. But when that was the end of it, I was like, oh, I thought we were going to do like weeks of her. Like I because I have not ever seen these. And I was Mm -hmm. like, oh, my God, they're going to have to like the parents are going to try to have to get her out of this cult. I can't wait. And then it was like, Mm -hmm. "Nah, they just grow weed. Like, what's the (laughs) point of them having kids living there? I don't know. I don't know. Right. Uh, It didn't make a lot of sense. Like, why do they need the kids to sell the weed?
0: Maybe. It well the police officer said that like they take in these runaway teens and then they um try to pass them off as accomplices. Runaway never come That out. that police officer was like, oh yeah, we've been watching these guys for a while. We know you're fine. Runaway out of one. I I'm felt like it. if this had an extra 10 minutes, they could have put like another scene or two in there that would have made that escalation a bit more interesting. But yeah, they, she literally like
1: just shows up and they're like, we're to move.
0: Yeah. So Daisy has decided that the food that she's really enjoyed for the last two months, she doesn't like anymore. Cool. So she just Great. like leaves it on her plate like a child. Um, so then I was like, well, I'll give her like some dry food then maybe she'll eat that instead. And she like ate a bunch of it. And then I was like, okay, well I'll give her that for a second meal then if, you know, maybe she'll eat it. And she just took it all and put it all on the floor.
1: She wants a ham steak.
0: (laughs) Yeah. She would love a ham steak. (laughs) Like one of those cartoon ones. I love a a ham steak. (laughs) Oh man. And you think they were eating ham steak at the dinner at Claire's house? Dude, that
1: dinner at Claire's house was so uncomfortable. Oh, so cool. Mm. You're so, so, I'm so proud of you for giving your baby up for adoption, Jenna. You're so mm. great. Yeah. Cause it was Jake's birthday. Very important. Yes,
0: they know. had steak from the freezer. They did not have a ham steak. They, well, I mean, it could have been a ham steak. They just said steak, <laughs> but it, I think it's a beef steak.
1: Did they say it was from a freezer?
0: Yeah. <laughs> Claire's mom said, Oh, we have some steak in the freezer. <laughs>
1: You should have planned better for this poor kid's birthday. Only I know, 17 no one once. knew it
0: was this kid's birthday. 17's not like the high birthday, high point birthday. No,
1: but it's a good, a good one. Come on.
0: I had a great. They don't mean birthday. anything.
1: Did you? Yeah. What'd you do?
0: Um, surprise party was thrown for me that I didn't know about, and God. bands played in my basement.
1: I have no possible clue.
0: And I went to see scary movie in movie theaters. That was the, I went to see scary movie and then I came home to a surprise party. I couldn't, I couldn't believe that Claire said at dinner to, to Jake, to stock up on condoms. This one's fertile, fertile,
1: fertile, fertile. She said Sorry, she did she say fertile, fertile. <laughs> to do it with the, the proper Canadian accent. I watched a movie today. Um, a David Cronenberg movie called Existence. It's a, it's a sci-fi mm-hmm. horror movie. But David Cronenberg is very famously Canadian.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And hey, Jennifer Jason Leigh. We're talking about Jennifer. She's in oh, the movie. Yeah, yeah. It's got, the leads are Jennifer Jason Leigh and Jude Law. Jude Law, who is an Englishman. The Englishman who went up the hill, came down the mountain. That's Hugh Grant. But he is an Englishman, Jude mm-hmm. Law. Yes. Now, they don't say that existence is taking place in Canada. I don't think maybe I'm wrong. If some broomhead out, there's a big fucking existence mark and knows they did say it, but I didn't hear anything about where and when this movie was taking place. Mm -hmm. I think it's a future movie. Jude law is playing this without a British accent. And I shit you not. He says, sorry. (gasps) And I stopped dead in my damn tracks. And I was like, bravo. (laughs) Bravo, Jude Law. You're such a good actor because you were like, I'm in Canada.
0: So I got to say sorry.
1: I got to say sorry
0: in this movie. Wow. Not my favorite Cronenberg movie existence. It was fine. I've not seen that one.
1: It was fine. It was not my favorite. I'm a big Cronenberg guy, but Mm -hmm. I haven't. There's, I have some blind spots. This was one of them. And I was like,
0: eh. Yeah. It's
1: very of the, it's very, very, made in 1999, very 1999 kind of know mm-hmm. <clears throat> the fly his best movie the fly or the yeah. dead zone classics but anyway i was pretty impressed that jude law was like not only am i going to suppress my englishman accent i'm going to go one step further and Thanks. say sorry bravo this is before the english patient too before dickie greenleaf
0: wow early days mm-hmm.
1: I said the English patient. I meant the talented Mr. Ripley. I don't know why I said I was the like English
0: I didn't patient. think he was an English patient, but I suddenly second guess myself. That's Ray Fiennes.
1: I love the talented Mr. <laughs> Ripley, and I'm not a big fan of the English patient, but they do have that similar like color I, palette. That color yeah. palette. That like Oscar winning Miramax movie color palette.
0: Mm-hmm. So <laughs> much like <laughs> Shakespeare in Love. <laughs> Goodwill Hunting.
1: Goodwill Hunting has it as yeah. well. Shakespeare in Love definitely has it. Yeah. They ha- It's very, like, golden, right? Those mm. movies are all very, like, golden. Very golden-hued, yeah. I love it. That was a time, man. God damn, the 90s. Late Miramax. 90s, yeah. Fucking Harvey Weinstein was just doing awful things to people. What a piece of shit. But yeah. great movies were coming great out of it. movies. Of those movies, English Patient, dead last ranking for me of those movies. Shakespeare and Love I like more than the English Patient.
0: I saw all those movies around that time period. And I don't remember most of them. So
1: I think Ripley is the, is the masterpiece of all those movies. Mm.
0: I don't know if I like talented Mr. Ripley.
1: I think you should see it again. It's a fucking great movie. I think you'd like it.
0: Yeah. I think I liked goodwill hunting a lot, but I'd be curious to see that again. I haven't seen that since then. It's good. It would not be
1: it's lower. Well, what would, what were the movies talented Mr. Ripley, English patient, Shakespeare in Love, Goodwill Hunting. Were those the four? Or was there one those more? Those
0: were the four. That was it. A-
1: so I would go. What was the third? Uh, Ripley, Goodwill Hunting, Shakespeare in Love, English Patient. Those would be mm-hmm. my four in
0: that order. Yeah, I don't remember these movies well enough to make a judgment call on them, so I'm just gonna leave it without a ranking.
1: The English patient beat Fargo for Best Picture, which is insane, because whoever talks about the English patient anymore, and we're on the fifth season of the television show based on mm-hmm. the movie Fargo, which mm-hmm. is one of the great American movies of all time. <laughs> it's clear that there's not a lot to talk about. It's clear that there's not that much to talk Even though I like <laughs> these episodes, there's not much to discuss. We're talking <laughs> about the... Literally, I've, I've, I've pushed us to talk about the English patient. <laughs> Only because I mistake mistaked it for mistook it for uh, talented Mr. Ripley. It's okay, Anthony Minghella. God
0: rest his soul. Yeah, yeah. well, Claire doesn't want to be in her house because. <gasps> By she the can't way, deal Anthony
1: Minghella directed both of those movies. That could also be part of it. He directed uh, the English Patient and Talented Mr. Ripley, which sense, is yeah. could be why I also
0: could. Yeah, him. I'm sorry. It's fair enough. It's fair enough. I interrupted enough. you. Now you speak. It's okay. Um, so Claire doesn't want to be in her house anymore because the whole Jake thing, that's really it. Like she just doesn't want to be in her house. And so she's throwing a fit about it and she's screaming in her pillow and she's meeting weird booksellers, buying vampire books and, then she's like, well, maybe I can go to my dad's house instead. So her dad comes to school to pick her up and they're going to go out to dinner. And she like doesn't see her dad and doesn't know that he's living in a condo with the woman that he left his mother, her mother for. Yeah. Um, And is, there's like not really. Irene. Space. There's not really space for her in the condo. Dude,
1: that's like the, the biggest like fucking dad faux pas is to be like. Sorry, my new wife's kids are around. You can't be there. Like, dude, fucking come up with another. Like, how dumb are you? Come up with another excuse. Don't tell your blood daughter. Sorry, my new wife's kids are around and and there's nowhere for you to sleep. Yeah. Dude, make room is what I'm saying.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Fuck this guy. Shitty dad stuff. I mean, she doesn't like her dad, but she's just desperate to get out of there. So, Irene. Irene. So,
1: she. Irene, you, Reen, we all read for ice
0: cream. <laughs> <laughs> she calls up Summer, who had given her a card before. Summer told her, you know, if she ever needed a place to go, to call her.
1: Can we talk about how? Does Summer own this bookstore? <laughs>
0: I, the bookstore piece of it doesn't make any sense now because I'm like, wait, like how how does that fit into like the drug dealing? And, and you were like about to runaways. abandon
1: this home and like just move somewhere else, but you obviously you also have rent to pay at this
0: bookstore you own. Many questions about this. a lot of questions. I would agree. So, oh my
1: god, so funny.
0: Yeah. So she calls up Summer and she goes to Summer and Cash's house. Summer's boyfriend's name is Cash.
1: I can't even believe that they had this whole thing and they made her throw the phone in the goddamn fish tank. And it wasn't a cult. Could you imagine? I
0: know. It was it felt like a cult so much. It was Uh. disappointing when it just turned out to be weed. She was literally. I thought only, it was maybe going to be meth at first because I couldn't see that well when they opened uh, up yeah. that garage. And I'm like, wait, are they making meth in there? And I was like, oh, no, it's just it's just marijuana plants.
1: And even though even like when it turned out to be weed, they were just like, Up, oh, doesn't matter. Just c- come find us if you want later. Like they mm-hmm. didn't.
0: I thought they were going to be like preying on her. They didn't really care one way or the other. Cash. No. It was such a weird thing because it felt very cult like and I was like where is this going and it did not go where I thought it was going to go. It was yeah, a lot like, less interesting.
1: There was like a lot of like uh, somebody saying like your bad your bad energy is like really harshing my vibe. It's mm-hmm. like how is this I guess that does now. Now that I say that yeah. out loud, mm-hmm. I'm like oh yeah, weed.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um it, it makes- It was one of those things where it's like, oh, it feels nice, but it feels culty. Like where we always have breakfast and dinner together. And, you know, the no cell phones thing felt weird. And I was like, what weird thing are they getting them? Sorry, I keep saying weird because I don't know what else to say. But like, what is she getting herself into when they're making her get rid of her phone? Yeah, There's one thing to be like no phones at the table. It's another thing to be like no phones, period. That must be like a because the. Cops could trace your phone
1: thing or something.
0: Yeah. I don't know if you notice. I just got to the point where she puts her phone in the fish tank and it starts blinking when it's in there, like kind of flashing, like it's dying and a fish comes up and starts pecking at it. Like it
1: frozen. would have been so funny if it electrocuted those fish. And they <laughs> all <the> died. fish. <laughs> Everybody was mad at her. She had to go mm-hmm. home crying. These people yeah. won't even accept me. I murdered all their fish with my electricity phone.
0: Hmm. But then so then the next day when she's having a meal with them, so the summer drives her to school. Um, There's other stuff that happens, but just like back to like being at this house, like they're like, oh, we all do a share and it's your turn. So they like throw her like this like throw her for a loop and make her like share something really personal and then they're just like okay we got to do some work now <laughs> like no one gave a shit about what she shared and i was just like wait i don't understand <laughs> are they trying to like get her in a weird headspace and then i was like no i just think that it was like they just cut that weirdly what
1: did she share i don't even remember
0: about how she, like her family stuff, like that her parents got divorced and now her mom married her stepdad, but her stepbrother was her ex-boyfriend. And everyone and was she like, just oh, it's stopped. hot now. Yeah. And then they were like, okay, we got to go cut the weed.
1: <laughs> yeah. Which is Canadian for cut the cheese.
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Meanwhile... um. But and also, you know, in between these things, Summer drives her to school, and there's just like this whole I don't know. Summer keeps saying, like, you know, they keep trying to convince her that like she needs to leave her life, like, she shouldn't go back to her mom, she shouldn't do this, she shouldn't. And that. also,
1: like, you're courting so disaster like here because, like, if all you are is weed dealers, at some point, like, these people with parents who care are going mm-hmm. to figure out what's happening. Like, you're yeah, yeah. bad
0: at this job. Yeah, they're not very good. They don't seem very old themselves, so. No, they're totally not, and they
1: stink at this job,
0: and I'm glad they get arrested at the end. Yeah. So Jake kind of figures out. Although (laughs) cab. Jake figures out that Claire um, has not stayed at her dad's because her dad called, um, and he intercepted, and so he's kind of badgering her, I'd say, like, you know, what where are you actually staying what's actually going on and you know i've been calling and texting you and she's like well i don't have a phone because i don't need to be tied down
1: it's all wires and fucking getting in my soul man
0: (laughs) yeah um but yeah so then she finds out that they're weed growers but she doesn't really know what else to do so she's like incredibly She's incredibly judgmental about the whole situation of them growing weeds and dealing drugs. But then it's like, well, we're almost going to go. So I guess I'm going to go back there. So. She tells like Jake finds out about this when they're talking and he's just like, you can't stay there. Yeah.
1: (laughs) I almost call bullshit because like, I just think Claire is too smart for this.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It seems like Teen Rebellion, but it's like yeah. at the point that they are, that she sees all of the marijuana, she should have just gone home. Yeah. Yeah, you would think. I just. I, think. I wanted them to indoctrinate her into a cult more so that she didn't know to go home. Yeah, I absolutely
1: wanted her to be in a cult.
0: <laughs> yeah, but maybe Claire's not smart. Maybe she isn't. So yeah, they go back to the house, and the summer and Cash are trying to pull up stakes and get out of there because someone has tipped off the police, who have been hanging around. And then Cash finds Jake hanging out out back, and who's like, "Who's this guy?"
1: Nosing about this guy.
0: Hmm. And immediately the cops come in; they all get arrested. And but then it turns out that Claire and Jake are free to go because the cops know they have nothing to do with it. Which, like, <laughs> again, also like too easy. How they're, they're like, like, oh, been we've been watching surf- these guys for a month, and- right? But
1: you've seen Claire come and go a couple of times
0: now, yeah, yeah. Anyway, they used her phone to track her there.
1: Excited to go see Green Day play Dookie and uh, American Idiot from front to back on their Newton Next Tour, Rach?
0: Are they doing that? I didn't yeah, know, yeah, on the
1: Saviors Tour. It's Green Day doing Dookie and American Idiot front to back. And they're being, and the openers are the Smashing Pumpkins and Rancid. Wow. It's a hell of a show. Yeah. I never listened to American Idiot. That's
0: great. <clears throat> Do you want to be an American idiot? Well, Claire's a Canadian idiot. Yeah. Yeah. story,
1: British, British Columbia. <laughs>
0: Did you notice, I don't know if you noticed that her um, cereal box in the beginning, she's mad because like someone's put empty milk back in the fridge. Oh yeah, um, she was mad about that. And she's eating cereal and her cereal box was in French.
1: hmm I did notice that.
0: Yeah. And I was like, this is not Quebec. No, I did notice Is that, this though. happen across Canada? Are things just in French across Canada? My girlfriend. But it was like... Primarily in French and not in English. Le petit uh, Cheerios. Frosty. (laughs) Le petit Frosties. Le petit uh, Fruit Loops. Le petit (laughs) Weetabix. Why le petit? (laughs) Why are they all small? (laughs) Well, you know, like Weetabix are huge, but if you got like little ones. Le crunch
1: (laughs) Well, they're already small. Now we explain it in the name of Le Petit. Wait, that sounded
0: like Mr. Del Rossi. (laughs) What are you talking about?
1: You say all my impressions sound the same? (laughs) Maybe, maybe. (laughs) You know, it doesn't sound the same. What? The Beast. Beast. What do we got? Fimogen or Connor?
0: I swapped halfway through. I was like, "Wait, which one is the B story?" <laughs> which
1: one did you think was the B Fimogen?
0: I originally thought it was Connor, and then I thought it was Fimogen.
1: Let's get Fimogen going, baby. Okay. Let's get this going. I'm ready for it. They love each other. Come on. So we already
0: talked about the mini house project. Yeah, this doesn't for the life much skills class.
1: Basically, Fiona's like admitting that she has feelings for Imogen
0: to her mother of all people. Well, her mother figures it out pretty quickly.
1: Yeah. I mean, she's adorable and
0: Fiona's adorable and they're, you know, come on. Yeah. And it starts off with like, yeah, (laughs) Fiona and Imogen are like having a great time in class. And then they meet up with Eli who they're all friends now and Eli's like, so how's that revenge plot working with Katie and Marisol just to bring it back to something that happened a few episodes ago.
1: Right. Right. <laughs> and they were like, not so good. We're too busy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Imogen says that they must be soulmates cause they both moved around a lot, but they found yeah. each other.
1: Oh, they're so adorable. I love this.
0: Yeah. Also, Imogen's dad does urban scaping. Well, he's dead, isn't he? Dead. He did urban scaping, I think. He's Am dead. Am I wrong? I don't know. No, I thought, I thought he... that she said that when he's not busy teaching. Oh, I think you're right.
1: <laughs> I must have thought he's, she said when he's not busy being dead. That must have been what I thought what she said.
0: Mm. Obviously.
1: <laughs> and when he's not busy in his grave, just fucking just roll laying around all, all day long, this fucking lazy asshole. He's drawing pictures. <laughs> Fiona thinks the best case scenario here. She doesn't want to get her heart broken by another straight girl. That's what she Mm -hmm. says. Her words, not mine. And I understand it. Totally understand Mm -hmm. who. Oh, Holly J. She's like the only reason Holly J didn't run screaming was a a reason. I don't remember. Do you remember it?
0: I think just because she knew her so well. That's why.
1: Yeah, exactly. She knew her so well, but Imogen doesn't know her as well. So she's like, here's what I'm going to do. Imogen is my best friend. Eli is my best friend. I'm going to facilitate them getting back together so I can swallow my feelings for Imogen and not have to deal with them. Mm hmm. Okay. She comes on a little strong about it, though, and both parties are like, what's up? Why are you so involved in trying to get this to happen? Yeah. And then it. Seems like it's not going to happen. And then Imogen and Fiona sort of have another moment. And I think it gets Fiona thinking, oh, maybe. But then the next time she sees Imogen, it turns out you kick the bee's nest too many times. And now it's, now it's happening. Now they're going on a date.
0: Yeah.
1: Bee's nest. Is that what you'd call that? The beehive.
0: The beehive, yeah.
1: You kick the beehive one too many times. It's going to get honey.
0: That's definitely the saying. Yeah, seeping out the, of it,
1: it. it's gonna get honey seeping out of it and now. Honey, and it's gonna be eaten by a new couple of Eli <laughs> and bears.
0: Imogen. A new <laughs> of couple, bear.
1: a new couple of bears who are gonna eat that honey, and then they're gonna look over <laughs> Eli and, see and Eli Booga. and Imogen <laughs> and say ar, which of course means you guys should get together. And then they're gonna go. Mm-hmm. You know what, bear? You're correct. <laughs> and then that just leaves Fiona. A little sad, sad. A little happy because they're her best friends. I love that mm-hmm. Fiona has new best friends. That's nice. Yeah. But you know, she's not. She's she's once again thwarted in her. Yeah,
0: romantic and Imogen had said before that she loves intense friendships.
1: Mm-hmm. You know how intense she loves them so intense. Mm-hmm. And she loves her
0: hugs. Yeah, I'm surprised that Fiona goes so hard at trying to get them together but Eli still had feelings for Imogen and just felt really bad about how things went but Imogen was like not sure about Eli but then they talked it over and they're gonna go on a date I feel like I can't comment about it
1: (laughs) they talked it over Mm -hmm. it's all good
0: yeah poor Fiona's sad Yeah,
1: Fiona said she loves Imogen what are you gonna do
0: Yeah, well, they'll eventually get together, but just not yet.
1: If it was 2024, I mean, all bets are off,
0: you know? Oh, yeah.
1: But in those days, you know, it was a little bit harder to come by sometimes. It's going to happen soon, though,
0: right? It's going to happen. It's going to happen.
1: So, yeah. So at the end, it's like they all hug Eli and... uh, Imogen are going to go on a date. So that doesn't necessarily mean they're going to be a couple. They're going to go on a date. So, you know, Fimogen may live to scissor another day.
0: My God! Pat. Take your
1: mama out all <laughs> night, yeah. We'll show 'em what it's all about. We'll get her jacked up on some cheap champagne and let the Scissor Sisters. I know. All I heard that song out. the
0: other day. Actually, great song. If the music
1: yeah. ain't good, what it's so too bad, we're gonna sing all along no matter what. Because the dancers don't mind if it's New Orleans. If you tip them, and they'll make a cut. Yeah. Hey, Pat. Um, yeah. What's up, Rachy?
0: Can you get this me the C story, please? Could you get me? Uh, yeah, I
1: could totally get you the Conehead story.
0: Oh, my God. Connor Conehead. Dude,
1: Moe was such a piece of shit because, he, you know what annoyed me so much about this is like, mm-hmm. obviously, in the end, it works out. But I hate characters or people. I men, not characters, just gen, people mm-hmm. in general. Who are the like the one that gets kicked around a lot, and then yeah. as soon as someone shows up who maybe will take that on, they do the kicking around with no mm-hmm. sort of like understanding of like, no, this sucked for me, it will also suck for them, so why do that? Yeah. Fucking Mo, poor. I mean, I know Mo has his uphill battle, but I didn't like the way he was treating Connor. Mm-mm. Casey was nice to Connor, though.
0: Yeah, so Connor's trying out for the football team, yeah. um, and Connor has also learned about socializing when he was at that treatment center for months, and just finally came back from the panties stealing treatment center for,
1: for yeah to get him off of stealing panties.
0: Yeah, <laughs> gotta get not addicted <clears throat> to stealing panties.
1: He loved stealing those panties though. It was a whole yeah. thing. Like he was really yeah. into the whole world of it though. It wasn't just about like the grossness. It was yeah. the it was the thrill.
0: It was the thrill. It was the thrill. So the thrill. he's kind of like, okay, you know, it'll be good if he joins the team. Um and he's good at it and he's like figuring out how to like be friends with people and he's kind of just observing things and talking about it as it's happening. Like, why is, you know, why are they saying these things to each other? What did Owen say to Mo?
1: About him, like, being fat or something?
0: No, well, that one was one, but there was something else when they were, like, on the field. I don't remember what it was. I don't remember either. Yeah, but anyway, Connor makes the team, and he's going to be the starter over Mo. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, And Mo is not happy about it, so he does not... Invite Connor out for wings with the rest of them. He sp- explicitly says he's not invited. It was
1: very mean. And then Casey was like, "Well, at least you're on the team." And then he just like leaves him there. I can't mm-hmm. remember. In the early days of Connor, Casey was part of that group, right? Yeah, he was.
0: Mm-hmm. Casey so they were already friends. Yeah, Connor, Square and Allie. But who's? What about that other guy, Wesley? We- Wesley? Wesley. 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 Right.
1: He was part of that crew cr- too, right? Hmm.
0: What happened to he him? Of he off grew. the show? Um, no, I think he's still, he's still credited. I just don't, we haven't seen him for a while. So yeah, he's on the team. So he gets, so
1: Moe is really giving this guy hell. He's calling him a cone head. He's like, let me speak a nerd with you. Yeah. He's really and not Mo, being nice.
0: and Owen, oh, Moe tells a joke and, and Connor decides to laugh at it. And then Mo's like, well, what do you think is funny about that? And he's like, Tearing him apart. It's <laughs> for... like
1: nothing, actually. I was just laughing because everybody else was. Yeah. Which is a great burn. Like, if nothing else, it is. that should have been the part where everyone was like, oh, this guy's fucking great. Fuck this. Mm-hmm. Fuck Mo. He mm-hmm. sucks. It's just shitty jokes. Yeah. So, Casey uh, smartens Connor up and he's like, this mm-hmm. is what we do to each other. We just kind of like mean each other. And mm-hmm. We prank each other and we're shitty to each other. And now that you're here, he basically tells him flat out, "Like yeah. Mo's using you as like a punching bag."
0: Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> um, so, and I don't know if you noticed when Casey's telling him that he's wearing a Panthers shirt and it says "Go!" exclamation point Panthers. It doesn't ooh. say "Go Panthers!" exclamation point <laughs> Go Panthers. Panthers. Yeah, oh, that's wild. Yeah. That's so, wrong. Connor decides to prank Mo. Yeah. And so he creates a fake face range account for a woman named Teresa and starts talking to him and Casey's like, he's not going to fall for that. And then they see Mo across the media immersion lab immediately falling for this every single <laughs> So what it's Connor a does, um, Yeah. Connor decides to get Mo to go to the dot when they have their season opener game. Yeah. To ask him to go to the dot to meet Teresa and then he goes to the dot, and Teresa's not there Obviously, because she doesn't exist. It's, it's just because it's Connor.
1: So yeah, he skips the game because basically Connor's whole thing is like the only reason he's playing football is to get girls. Mm-hmm. So if I can convince him that a girl likes him, he won't play football.
0: Yeah, and, and he's immediately like, he's "Yeah, I don't right. mind riding the bench the whole season. Don't care."
1: <laughs> yeah, he's right. Um, because he lo- Mo is very like the only thing I like more than. Um,
0: uh, uh, Electronic uh Squad
1: girls is fucking band geek girls because they play the French horn, and I'm part French.
0: Oh yeah, that was the joke that Connor's like laughing at, and then he's like, "Why was that funny?"
1: Yeah, because she was talking about his penis. That they would be playing his French horn, his penis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They'd be blowing on his French horn. His is it curved
0: delight. like that? That's like questionable. <laughs> like be. a little curly cue.
1: Yeah, what is that commercial where like is your penis shaped like a
0: carrot? Have you ever seen that commercial? <laughs> no, I've never seen that. <laughs> oh my god. At least carrots are usually straight. <laughs>
1: no, <laughs> there's like, does your penis have a bend in it like a carrot? That could be painful. You should take this pill to straighten your dick out, I swear. <laughs> Not not to be, no joke, like it's obviously Should you put it
0: in a little brace well, instead?
1: If, I mean, if there's a commercial <laughs> about it, it's an obvious thing, so I don't want to make light of, yeah. of any. It's like perigone, Perigone's g- disease or something, so mm. God bless. There's no judgment. Get the pill to straighten your dick out. <laughs> but it is funny that that's just like on television. they mm-hmm. so like MSNBC, probably. <laughs> there's a lot of fucking bent dicks
0: watching that ch- channel that's your problem is that you're watching too much msnbc <laughs> like, eh. although like i watched a lot of hulu and they're Mending supposed to be slightly to the left they're supposed that's to it. be the ads are supposed to be targeted for me and i keep getting erectile dysfunction <laughs> ads on Hulu, hymns. and i'm like yeah him so many ads for fucking hymns. everything is hymns and everything. i was like maybe this isn't targeted to me it's all hymns i get it too and i have to say so thing. goddamn much i'm so tired of those commercials they're not good
1: My the internet knows a lot about me. It really does. It catches me. But I'm gonna say I'm not. I'm not suffering from erectile dysfunction. I am in my forties. Do
0: you think that I'm suffering from erectile dysfunction? Why am I getting ads for it? Maybe you
1: are. I don't know. I don't know. And I would be honest if I was, because I'm an honest person.
0: It's Mm -hmm. not happening.
1: I got it's fine. Mm -hmm. I don't need hymns. Maybe because I'm bald, because it's also like hymns, is
0: for many things, but yeah, you it's can all get like growing hair, <laughs> it's all for men. I, but I also got a lot of ads for ulcerative colitis drugs, oh, yeah, which I, I don't do so. have, so yeah, I'm Moderate surprised you never got
1: the one about the penis curve curvature of the penis with the
0: carrot. N- That's on MSNBC, you said. No, so I'm I've kidding, I don't
1: know it. if it's on MSNBC,
0: <laughs> I think it's on the internet. I, think on I the mean, internet. I have gotten a lot of um various uh female birth control options. Advertised to me also so It's fine I'm sure it's somewhat Accurate hymns Um anyway (laughs) I don't want To talk
1: about my problems Well that's your problem You
0: That might be your problem right there you don't want to talk About your problems so Mo goes to the dot Obviously Teresa's not there so he Shows up at the game a little bit heartbroken Connor immediately Tells him that he pranked it
1: Which I was like oh fuck
0: I was like, oh, come on, Connor. But it worked out
1: in his favor.
0: Yeah. And Moe and Connor kind of talked through Sue and, you know, Moe's like, every team needs to have a punching bag. Um, and that's like what happened. But then Connor's like, well, we're both big losers. Yeah. <laughs> like they, so they both have to go in um, to the game. And Moe has an idea for how to win. And he, he tells Connor, just go along with it. And so they start having like a lover's quarrel. It starts off with them talking about, you know, what's, what actually happened essentially, but then it turns very quickly into a lover's quarrel and the other team is thrown off. So (laughs) they just go for it. They managed to steal the ball and they managed to get a touchdown. And like Mo was running with everything to save his life.
1: But I like it now. They're friends. I don't want to not like Mo because I've
0: liked Mo so much. So the, the yeah. m- shitty Mo was. I was not feeling it. No, no. <clears throat> so, anyway. but I'm also confused because I'm like, I guess I don't hate Owen. Like I just feel like I these characters they really throw you for a loop. Claire, Somebody, I'm not so
1: sure about these days. And oh, I, at one point Mo, um. Re- uh, referred to Anya as being the hottest girl in school. He did. He did. You dated the hottest girl in school until she got wise and joined the army. <laughs> That's good rib. Mo's got it good was. ribs. It's fine to like barb back and forth, but it felt like the ones that t- towards Connor were much more, like They were much meaner pointed, more pointed. Um,
0: But you know, it is what it is. This was a great. These were yeah. a couple of and great episodes. Connor didn't seem that phased by the barbs, but he, you know, he was just trying to join the group and be part of the yeah. group. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Which he struggles with. But he did a good job. I think he did a good job. Yeah. Well, Rach. Did it or didn't it?
0: I think that it did but it was a close call because i think if it had been a cult it really would have but because it had me gearing up for a cult Mm -hmm. i feel like it did
1: you feel like it did
0: wow just barely it's like a five for me i feel like yeah i i was way i wanted that cult so bad yeah and then it was just like a goofy pot ring
1: that they were laughing
0: about but I liked it, like the cops came in cops and, you know, there was some in. drama to it, but. There was some drama. I'm going to go with it didn't, but okay. sort of I like think, just. I think if barely. this had stretched out into another two parter, then it definitely would have gone there.
1: And you got And you know what? If it's over a five, you got to say it did. That's that's the yeah. new parameters yeah. we're working with.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And um, I also think that if Claire had disowned her family, it definitely would have gone there.
1: Yeah, for sure. For sure. For sure.
0: So, Pat. Yep, what's up there, Rachie? Out of all of these characters. All of them. Who would you put in at a clutch time in the game? Good one. To, that take it to, good one. to score that winning The winning touchdown. touchdown. The winning TD, if you will. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy.
1: Uh, I don't... I don't know. Fiona's mom? <laughs> for being I, like
0: totally I cool felt like i knew pretty clearly who's yours and but i'm surprised some like a little bit by it connor i immediately at the end was like, i was like it's like connor wins it for this one
1: yeah probably connor because there i just
0: loved connor was like unfazed about the whole situation yeah. and he you know he was shitty about the prank with Mo, but he's like, I'm just trying to be a part of this team. And like, he immediately told him what it was and it didn't actually ruin anything. For That's Mo. true. Um, if it had ruined things for Mo, then maybe I would not feel that way about Connor. But like, I don't know. I just loved Connor's attitude about all of it. Yeah, Connor wasn't doing
1: it like to be mean. He was doing it to try yeah. like you said, to try to fit in. I think yeah. you're right. Connor's a good one. I'm gonna go with Fiona's mom just because mm-hmm. I don't know, she's like accepting every lesbian.
0: Mrs. Daughter. Wayne Coin. Mrs. Wayne Coin. But um I also like that she was like, You have to mm. get flowers for your grandmother's birthday.
1: Yeah. It's like, I'm not doing it. You, I don't want to hear about it if you don't. No, no. I'm going to go with her just because you went with Connor. So what's the point of having us both say the same thing? But Connor's the right answer. He was good in this episode.
0: Yeah. Oh, boy. But yeah, that's it. Um, No one joining us in the room this week?
1: Uh, You can stand Uh, down, Mr. Del Rossi. Okay, this is good because I'm going to go to sleep. It's nice to see you, though. All right. See ya. He's good. But
0: you can you can find us on the internet. We're on Patreon at patreon.com slash uh, deep. you can write us an email at every episode ver at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram at Deem Podcast. And you should join the Dope Monkeys and Broomheads Facebook group.
1: So good night.
0: And grilled cheese, definitely. Grilled cheese, definitely. Prebus out.
1: Reince Prebus, oh God bless Reince. Reince. uh Reince. What's your, What's your name? I'm sorry. How do you pronounce that? Uh, it's Reince. Reince. Uh Reince? Reins Prebus Prebus. Also, is such a hilarious last name. Like you're starting a hole when that's already your last name, and then your parents were like, "All right, Reince. we gotta we gotta we gotta match something up with Prebus."
0: It's not going to be a Mike situation.
1: What about just like John or Kyle or like a fucking name that people. Kyle
0: no, Priebus. Kyle Priebus. <laughs>
1: <laughs> nope. It's Reince. Reince Pre. Reins Priebus. That's the worst.
0: I hope name. I hope none of our listeners are named Reince.
1: <laughs> no other person on God's earth is named. That's the only one. There is nobody else, unless they're named after some lunatic right-wing jack-off, named their child <laughs> after Reince Priebus, he's the first and only Reince. <laughs> Have you, that name, it, that is not
0: a name. It's a, it's like clearing your throat. Mm-hmm. Reince! Oh, Reince. that's because his, his full name is Reinhold Richard Priebus.
1: Oh. Well, I spoiled it. <laughs>
0: They yeah, spoiled the whole the whole thing, Rach. Way to be, way to buzzkill. Way to be. One of a the buzzkill. first, one of the first Google questions is, "What nationality is Reince Priebus? And it's like American. His name is Reinhold, <laughs> and they shortened it to Reins. Reinhold Richard. But yeah, I don't get it. What? I don't know. I don't know. That's In what
1: world is Reins a bi- Reins? Reins, Reince, Reince, Reinz, reins. Like,
0: in what world is that a better name? That's the worst name. I mean, Reinhold is a strong name to carry. I mean, Reinhold is a stupid fucking name. It's for a waspy fucking piece of shit.
1: But it's better than Reinz. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um, Mr. Priebus. Sounds like pubis.
0: <laughs> Gotta go get my grilled cheese
1: now. <laughs> Reinhold pubis. The biography of Ryan, Judge Reinhold Mesner. Remember Reinhold Mesner? <laughs> yes,
0: Benfolds I do there. remember Judge Reinhold.
1: <clears throat> your oh. baj- mock trial with Jay Reinhold. All right, we love you guys. We love your Reinces. We'll be back in a couple weeks. Bye. Bye.